Welcome to the Lean Blog Podcast. Visit our website at www.leanblog.org. Now, here's your host, Mark Graben. Well, welcome to the first ever Lean Blog video podcast. Uh, my name is Mark Graben, and I'm very happy to have Jamie Flinchbaugh from the Lean Learning Center joining us today. Thank you very much, Mark. Good to have you here. We're going to be talking about uh, the role of coaching in a lean transformation. So I was wondering if you could have kind of, um, explain to us why you think um, coaching is important and, and what some of the difference is between coaching people towards a solution and coaching them towards a method. Yeah, well, I, th I think fundamentally, you know, lean is about people. So uh, if, if that's true, then coaching is an important mechanism to help develop the organization. So pretty simple statement, but... Um, if you get your arms around lean is about people, then, then coaching is a core process. Um, the difference between coaching people towards the solution and the method, the solution is really the idea that the coach has in their head and says, here's what I want, here's what I think is the best solution, and I'm going to help you get there by prodding you and probing and asking questions and help you along to that idea that I think is probably the best one. Coaching someone on the method is helping them get their get to their own conclusion, not your conclusion, but help them ask the right questions, help them uh, uh, observe, help them do root cause analysis, help them with a method that they would use to develop their own answer. So um, a lot of people think they coach, and I'm sure probably 99% of your listeners would say, we ask them, that they coach. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, we have to distinguish a difference between coaching the method and coaching the solution. Both are good but they are different. Right, so when you say they're both good, I imagine there's kind of a time and a place to coach toward a solution versus coaching the method? Yeah, so it's not that it's a bad way to go, it's just it just is different and we rely on it too much. So, you know, for example, if you're in a burning building and someone walks up to you and says, how do I get out? You don't want to start coaching them on the method by asking, you know, you know, how would you approach that and what questions do you need and what data do you need? You, you point them to the door and you help them get out. So there's a right time for both. And we just need to know the difference and know when we should use which. It's probably not a time to step back and, and start asking the five whys of why the building is on fire. Sometimes you got to just get out and then step back and do the root cause analysis. Absolutely. Contain the problem first and then, then move on. Yeah. Um, so what are, what are some methods or, or frameworks that you use for doing coaching? Um, what, what, what are some practical things that um, people can do when thinking about how to coach? Well, I, I think there's probably, you know, three components um, that, that make up coaching. There, there's process, so how you actually go through the method. There's sort of the framework or lens that you use. Um, and then there's also the mindset. And, and just the mindset isn't so much the practical part, but it is, it is important. And uh, it fundamentally is that as a coach, you need to believe that you're coaching for the other person to be successful. You're, you're not coaching to get them to do what you want to do. You're coaching to help them get to their own answers and be successful beyond the coaching experience. So when you're coaching, Jamie, are there any particular challenges if you're coaching um, different levels of the organization, if you're coaching frontline staff or supervisors, or if you're in the situation of um, maybe trying to coach up within the organization to the executive ranks? 
Well, in any situation, you have to understand and put yourself in the shoes of the other person. So whether it's someone like me coaching from outside the organization or inside, you always have to understand the perspective of the person. Mm-hmm. There, there are different challenges if you're coaching your own directs or you're coaching your peers or you're coaching up in the organization. And the one that, that most people uh, start asking lots of questions about and really struggle with is coaching up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they, they know that they need to get their executive on board or their boss on board. So they want to know how to coach up. And, and I think that the most important thing comes back to that empathy. It's understanding your boss's position or the executive's position, understanding the, the situation they're in and having some empathy for that. I think there's probably two keys to this. One is a coach has to understand that they're not trying to get the, the boss to do what they want to do. That's mistake number one. Um, I want to fix my my boss because he doesn't get it, and I want him to get it because he's getting in my way. That's not empathy, and that's not coaching for the other person to be successful. So you can't coach very well. You can teach. You can advocate. You can't coach very well if you're looking at your boss like a barrier or an enemy. Yeah. And the other thing just that people seem to forget is that bosses have bosses, and those are constraints, and you have to understand – Uh, the constraints that your boss is going through if you're going to be a successful coach. Um, So when you think about how to coach, is there, you know, thinking, I guess, from a lean perspective, any any sort of standardized work, if you will, for um, how to go about setting up um, a coaching relationship or a coaching moment where you're trying to work with somebody? Well, you know, we believe there is standardized work for how you go about that. And if you think about why we use standardized work and what you're trying to accomplish with standardized work, you want you want to get a repeatable outcome. So that's that's one reason to use standardized work. You want to be able to experiment and improve. That's another. You want to be able to deviate when you need to deviate from a known standard. So, you know, standard work gives us, you know, consistency and flexibility. Um when used properly. Mm-hmm. So why would I not want that for how I do coaching? It's uh, you know really pretty powerful. Now, the reason people resist even thinking about standardized work for coaching conversations is that you know they start thinking about all the variation they have to put up with. You know, I don't know what the other person's going to say. I don't know how they're going to act. I don't know what the problem's going to be. How could I have standardized work? And you know that actually means standards work is even more important. Um, you know, it, it, the kind of the argument that people are giving us is, well, it's too ver- it's so variable already. I'd rather add more variation to it by not having standard work, which isn't really a good argument. And I guess people might say, well, every coachee, every person, every situation is different. Um, so how how could you standardize that? That might be some of the resistance, right? Absolutely. That's that's basically what it comes down to. And and what I think is that you know you're going to have standard work. And because you can't control the other person, it may only occasionally follow precisely step-by-step how your standard work is laid out. But if you have that standard work, you can keep coming back to it over and over again. So even if you start in the middle, you still know that you skip steps one, two, and three, and you know as, a, as you know, to follow standard work, you eventually need to get back to those steps. So it won't be perfect. It's not like putting together a carburetor, but... 
by having that standard work, you can follow those steps a little more cleanly. And when you miss or when you deviate or when you have variation, you can react to that much more, much more cleanly. Yeah. And yeah, it's interesting you mentioned standardized work, but then this experimental process. And that reminds me of, uh, it sounds like the, the PDCA, Plan, Do, Check, Act cycle. Uh, is that something that's beneficial, either thinking about the process for how you're coaching someone at that moment to check and see is the coaching working? And can you also extend that PDCA to the overall process of coaching itself? Well, coaching is, is really about learning, right? So, I mean, and so is PDCA. PDCA is a learning cycle, mm -hmm. fundamentally. And so uh, they fit they fit hand in glove very well. Um, you know, so the, the P, you know, the plan of PDCA is really that coaching conversation, that moment when you're working with someone uh, to, to figure out the plan. And, and we believe the standard work for that coaching conversation involves basically four components. You know, first is you need to understand the goals for the person. You know, what are the, what's their ideal state? What's their target? What are they trying to accomplish? And even what is the uh, goals for the relationship that they want from you? Um, I think many people start a coaching conversation without asking first, would you mind if I did some coaching? Mm -hmm. And it's a very freeing conversation to have to say, you know, I'd like to coach, and if you agree to it, then you really can do a whole lot more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the second component of that is current reality. And, and this is uh, can be lots of different versions, but it's really understanding what the person has done and what result they've gotten. So simply asking, you know, what have you tried and what did you get? You know, just digging into every opportunity that they've done. Okay. Um, okay. You also need to brainstorm options, so you need to cover as much ground as possible. And if you're coaching on the method, you want the other person to present every possible idea that they have before you even present your first idea. Because mm -hmm. um, you really want to clear their head. You want to get all the ideas out of their head onto the table, and then are they open to receiving new ideas. And then lastly is the action. You know, what are you going to go do? Um, what of those ideas are you going to pick? And even what help might you need along that way? Um, that's the last step of that coaching conversation. So you've done all that, but all you've done so far is the plan of Plan New Check Act. Okay. Well, um, if anybody out there watching or, or listening wants to ask you for some coaching, um, maybe talk for a minute about what's going on lately at the Lean Learning Center, um, what, what types of coaching opportunities or, or learning opportunities that you have coming up in the near future. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I think just in the topic of coaching, so we certainly do a lot of things, but at least within the co topic of coaching, there's actually three things that we've probably done recently that, that help uh, people in coaching. Um, one is we've, you know, as we uh, do coaching inside of organizations, we, we've really uh, worked with a lot of leaders to learn by doing, by having leaders pick up projects um, that they own, and we go through and coach them on those projects. Um, this is, a, again, a chance to solve real problems, but help them, um, uh, help, help them learn the method by helping them with the process. Uh, we've also developed a tool called Single Point Lessons, which is really structured content um, in one-page documents that a coach can use sitting across the table or in an aisle to cover a topic, whether it's five S's or five Y's. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really a tool to aid coaching 
uh, as opposed to the sort of winging it that coaches might do in trying to convey topics. And then lastly, we have a course called Leaning Lean, which is basically a course for helping develop skill, tr change agent skills for lean leaders at different levels of the organization. And, and coaching is a strong component of that. Okay, and if uh, people want to learn more, they can go to www.leanlearningcenter.com, correct? That's correct. They can find out about pretty much all of that or uh, contact me there as well. Okay. Well, Jamie, thanks for helping break some uh, new ground here on the first video podcast. Uh, Very glad to be part of the experiment. Okay. Well, we'll, uh, we'll keep working out. We'll keep uh, PDCAing uh, this process, and hopefully we'll do this again soon. Very good. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Thanks for listening. This has been the Lean Blog Podcast. For lean news and commentary updated daily, visit www.leanblog.org. If you have any questions or comments about this podcast, email mark at leanpodcast at gmail.com.